I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure a podcast all about kids and how educating them positively can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week, we're having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today, we're welcoming Coralie, who is a single mom I actually know personally as she is part of my family. This episode particularly touched me And it was so interesting to learn more about what happened to her and her son Thomas as he developed social anxiety following a traumatic event. But without further ado, let's begin. Hi Coralie, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Hi Julie, thank you. I'm doing very well and I'm so pleased to be connected with you today. It's a real pleasure for me. Thank you so much for being here. Could I please ask you to introduce yourself? Yes, so my name is Coralie. In a few weeks, I am going to be 50 years old. No way. And I <laughs> yes, and I have a 19-year-old son who is called Thomas. We are both from France. We were both born in Lyon, France. And I was raised from the age of six years old to 22 years old in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, at the age of 22, I chose to go back to France to reconnect with my origins and my family, which you are a part of. Thank you. <laughs> I am. And uh, initially, I had thought going back for one year, and I ended up staying 24 years. <laughs> That's how much I enjoyed spending. But you loved us so much, you had to come back. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
And so I got married in France uh, to a French man. Uh, we had a son in 2001. And uh, unfortunately, a few years later, after Thomas' birth, uh, we divorced. Uh, I continued living in France so that Thomas and his dad would continue their relationship because that is something I did not have when I was younger. I did not know my dad. So I thought it important for Tama and his dad to, to continue seeing each other and maintain that relationship. And then in 2017, Tama and I decided to come and live back in Vancouver, Canada. So that's where we are right now. Amazing, great. And I imagine it must have been hard um, was it an easy decision for Thomas to make to move to Canada? Actually, the initial decision came from Thomas because um, I had always thought that I might not be coming back to live in Canada until Thomas was really an adult and had his own life. So I had always told myself that I would not ask Thomas to move to Canada because the relationship with his dad and his stepbrothers being so important uh, because he has two stepbrothers that as a person, as a human, I could not break that relationship by taking Toma and bringing him to Canada. So at a point in our life, I was living with somebody new, Richard, that uh, Toma and Richard got along really well. But at some point after eight years of living together, Richard and I's paths kind of deviated so we separated and uh, on very good terms because even now from Canada, we communicate regularly and he's, he's still a very precious friend. But at that time, I told Thomas, okay, uh, Richard and I are going to be separating. Don't worry, we're going to find an apartment in Miribel. We were living in Miribel at that time. We're going to find an apartment. Everything's going to be fine. We'll still see Richard once in a while and whatever. And at that time, Thomas said, well, why don't we go live in Canada? I said, are you kidding? And he said, no, I'd love to live in Canada. He'd been here already three times for a month at a time to stay with my mom. And uh, so then I, we started thinking about that for three months. I'd tell him, well, your friends won't be close. Family will be far. It's not that easy. And he still wanted to do it. So he asked permission to his dad. His dad said, okay, I knew this was going to be coming one day or another. So, okay, you can go. And so Tama and I packed up and came here. Amazing. What a change. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's great that it was coming from him. And yes. in a way, he wanted to c connect with a part of... With my him. part of my origins, yes. That's sweet. Yes. And so something happened to Tama a few years ago. Um, Yes. Obviously, I know, but I, I'd yes. rather you tell us in your own words. Yes, yes. It's, it's a very long story, and I can't give all the information, but I can, I can summarize it. Um, there was two issues. So first of all, the more minor issue was that Toma suffered a sports accident in school, uh, where they were building a human pyramid. And of course, Toma being a big, strong boy, he was at the bottom of the pyramid. And when the pyramid crashed, somebody fell on Toma's back in the middle of his shoulder blades. And he suffered a condition that is now called scapular dyskinesia, which is basically that the shoulder blade muscles 
lost all the information on how to function. And so this is very painful when it flares up. Thomas stays blocked for days and days at a time. So one day the school called me uh, to say that Thomas was blocked. So I went there. Uh, when arriving there, I saw that he was really blocked. I had never seen him that much in pain. So we decided to take him to the emergency room. An ambulance came and took him to the emergency room. I followed the ambulance with my car. And there, unfortunately, we met a doctor who had no sympathy for the pain Tama was going through. And looking back on it, I think that the doctor thought that Tama was faking it to like be out of school or something like that. So he manipulated Thomas back in the wrong way, which made uh, Thomas faint and be in extreme pain. And it's just, I hate talking about this experience. So at that point, uh, I was completely panicked as a mom. So I took my phone and I called Thomas' dad, who also lived uh, very close to us. And I said, hey, you have to come out here. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Tuma. So his dad left work in a rush, came out to see us. Uh, we stayed the whole day in the emergency room. And in the afternoon, Tuma was feeling much better. They had given him pain medicines. And so he was feeling much better. And to cheer Tuma up, Christophe announced, Christophe is Thomas' dad, Christophe announced to Thomas that he was getting divorced from his second wife, uh, which was very to good. cheer him up? Yes, to cheer him up, because Thomas had a very hard relationship with Christophe's second wife. Christophe's second wife never accepted Thomas as part of the family. She was abusive to him verbally, physically, mentally, and she had a very negative, huge impact on who Tama is now. He even, he doesn't think he's good looking. He thinks he's fat. He, all these things that she put in his mind, he thinks he's dumb. All this, these things she put in his mind that even now he has trouble getting rid of. So it was good news for Tama. So Tama was thrilled. He congratulated his dad, told his dad this was... So the... it kind of felt like a fresh start for... Yes, everyone. a fresh start for his dad because this woman was also verbally and physically abusive with the dad and Tama would see that. So he was just so happy his dad was going to get out of this situation. So end of the day, we go home, uh, Thomas sleeps that night and has nightmares all night long. The next day he wakes up and he's not feeling well, he's scared, he's, uh, he doesn't want to leave his room. So I'm not really realizing what's happening yet. And I'm thinking that it's the traumatizing experience that he lived with the doctor. I'm just trying to say, come on, come eat at the table. And he's, oh, no. So I'm thinking also his back is still sore. He's still on pain medicines. So I leave him be. The second night, still all sorts of nightmares, like he's going to die or people are hunting him down or just horrible, horrible things. He wakes up. He's not feeling good. He, he doesn't want to leave his room. He doesn't want to get out of his bed. And that's when I started to think, hey, this is not normal because Tama is somebody who always wants to go outside, always wants to see people, always wants to talk. And he's really folding back in himself. So I, I start talking to him. I say, hey, what's going on? And he says, I don't know. If I think about leaving my bed, I, I get heart palpitations. I don't feel well. I feel like throwing up. My head is turning. And I'm like, whoa, 
this is kind of weird. So I call our general practitioner, our doctor, who says, okay, well, bring Tama out to me and we'll see. So I wasn't able to take Tama to the appointment because Tama did not want to leave the apartment. So I said, okay. So that was on the day after the accident? Yeah, the second day, the second day. Okay. So I asked the doctor to come and see us. And that's when the doctor said that Tama was uh, living a post-traumatic stress disorder. And at first we were really thinking that it was related 100% to the doctor we had seen in the emergency room. But as the days and weeks moved forward and this was not getting better, we started realizing that it was also all of the trauma that Tama had lived with his dad's ex-wife during 13 years, because they had a 13-year period together. When his dad announced that he was leaving this woman overnight, all that trauma that he'd been holding back came out. So as a mom, uh, it was very difficult to live and I might even cry if I talk about it. <laughs> It was very difficult to live because not having realized during 13 years what my son was living on the other side, I took it as like I was a failure to my son. I hadn't protected him as I wanted. So it's very hard. Even now to speak about it, it's very hard. Soma has explained to me since uh, during counseling sessions that he did not want to say things to me about what he was living or what was happening because I'd automatically go back to Christophe and his wife and talk to them about it and Tama was scared that it would accentuate what she was doing to him. So he was auto-protecting himself from it not getting worse by leaving me out of it. So then we had the whole discussion about I'm your mom, I'm here to protect you and everything, but yeah, so it was very hard. Once all that was over with our doctor, we decided that we had to find help for Thomas. So we were still living in France at the time. We found him counseling with a psychologist that he was going to see once a week. And our doctor had given him little exercises to do that we had to go try to go get out of the house twice a day. So it would start by just opening the front door and closing it because he couldn't go any farther. Then the next day it would be maybe opening the front door, going two steps, coming back in. So we were doing these regularly to build up and up and up, uh, which worked quite well. So just to recap, at first he was only in his bed, then around the flats and then outside more and more progressively. Yes, progressively going outside. And then uh, one day we were able to go around the building, uh, the next. So it was very progressive every day. And then we would write down when we came back in, we would write down the daily progress and celebrate the daily win. And so how long did it take for him to actually be able to go outside? Uh, about a, a week to 10 days. And in a period of three months, he was able to, to regain a normal life. Mm -hmm. We did sophrology and counseling. That worked pretty good on him. Then we, I asked him, because we had already planned to move to Canada when this happened. So I asked him, do you want me to cancel? Oh, right. So in the middle of everything. Yes. 
do you want me to cancel our trip? We can do this next year. We can do this whenever. And he said, no, I still want to go. I want to go. So we continued. We moved countries and everything. Uh, we arrived here. Tama was feeling okay. Then he started school here. And one day at school here, I got a call from the school that Tama's back was blocked. So I go to school and pick him up. It wasn't as bad as the time in France. So I was able to take him home, give him his pain medicines and all. But I think in his mind, it re-triggered what happened with the doctor and the whole vicious circle of things. So we started up again with the anxiety, with the everything. We were getting it better and better. Then there was days that were better and then there was a big fall and then you'd have to build up again. It's not a progressive uh, thing. So I decided to take a year off work. I asked my employer, can I take a year off to support my son? So they said, yes, of course you can but we're not going to pay you. I said, okay, I don't care because the most important thing is my son. After that year, when Tama was still not able to have me leave the house for eight or 10 hours a day and be, uh, my workplace was almost an hour away. Okay, so at this point, he wasn't able to leave the house and he also felt that it was a problem for you to leave the house as well. He was able to leave the house, but just a couple blocks around our home. But he wasn't able for me to leave the house for long periods of time. I could leave the house for one, two, maybe three hours, but not a full day. Oh, okay. And so what would happen? Will he have panic attacks? Yes. Anxiety? Yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. It was uh, panic attacks. And when we were outside, if he'd see people, it was social anxiety also, being scared of people and everything. So after one year, I saw that I still couldn't go back to work. So I had to find a solution because my work was not going to continue supporting me by giving me time off. So that's when I decided to create my own home business to be able to work provide financially for Tama and I while being at home and also providing him the support he needs. Right. And is he homeschooled now or is he going to school? Yes. So there, there was two different chapters. In France, during the first episode, uh, he, he couldn't, of course, go back to school. When he was able to To start uh, school again, we had one of his teachers who volunteered to come one hour twice a week to our home to help Tama with two major subjects, which were French and uh, math. So this teacher took on his personal time, days that he was not working to come help Tama. So that was That was just a blessing that this man could do this for us. Once, and he really helped Tama move forward. Once Tama was feeling a little better, he said, hey, now instead of me coming to you, you're going to come and do the school at my house. So then we started going to this teacher's house twice a week. And I thought that was very beautiful of him to open up his home, his personal space to one of his students. So we did that. And then he was also encouraging Tama. Well, after that step, he said, how about now we do a course in the school, but just you and me closed in a class. 
So he was helping Toma move forward. So little steps. Exactly.、Yeah. And the fact that it was coming from this awesome teacher who had a really personal connection with Toma, he was able to have him move forward maybe faster than I was because I'm his mom. I'm always here. You don't feel like listening to your mom all the time. So this man yeah, really—it's easier to turn down, I guess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the fact that I'd say, "Let's try this," he said, "No, I don't feel like it." <laughs> Especially as a teenager. Yes. No, no, no. So this person really helped us with these moving forward to the point that finally one day he there was a huge school meeting with. All the two thousand kids in one room, and he asked Tama to go to that school meeting with him. So Tama went. He didn't sit down. He stood at the back of the room, but he was able to be in a room with two thousand kids, which was just like a, a huge win. Yes, wow, that's great. It was incredible. Yeah. And then in Canada, when this happened again,、uh, so he wasn't able to go to school. At first, they sent us、um, a substitute teacher once a week, who'd come and work with Tama two hours a day at home. But in Canada, this program only lasts twelve weeks maximum. It's called the homebound homeschooling.、Uh, so we we had that for twelve weeks. But after the twelve weeks, Tama could still not go back to school. So they offered us an online schooling, which is through our province in Canada. It's called the BC Online Schooling, and Tama has been on that for the past two years now. No, one and a half years. It's a program where he can take two subjects at a time. So right now he's doing English twelve and history twelve. In order to be able to graduate, he should have graduated last year, but he did not have all the credits. So, and that's fine. And that's fine. Yes, well, there's no rush for that.、Uh, and this、uh, organization, Toma has a dedicated teacher. He can Zoom call with that teacher. He can send emails. So there is the student connection. It's not just sending homework. You fill it out and you send it back. It's online work. But there is the interaction, interaction. and、mm-hmm. these teachers are also know about Tama's condition. So at first, Tama was not able to Zoom call with them. So I would do the Zoom call, take the questions, and be like the the middle person. But slowly but surely, Tama came onto these Zoom calls, and now he he was able to do a couple weeks ago a one and a half hour Zoom call, all in English, for a history exam. Wow! Big win. Yes, huge wins. And Tama has also been doing for the past year and a half something that is called integrative body psychotherapy. It's with a naturopathic doctor that has an integrative body psychotherapy degree, and this is all about teaching Tama how to be in the now. How to be grounded? How to create your boundaries around yourself to protect yourself, and that has also been huge, huge success. Oh, that's huge great!、Success. You've noticed a lot of progress lately.、Um, and I wanted to ask you because I know that you have family in Vancouver as well. But was it possible for Thomas to see them, or were you the only person he wanted to see? Yes, at the very first, I was the only person, and we weren't able to have anybody come into our apartment. But then, little by little, we we build that. So, what I've also lived as a mother that's very hard is many people, family, even the closest family, do not understand Thomas' 
issues and situations. They don't live it like I've been living it for the past three years. They don't understand it. And they're always trying to give me solutions. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that. Oh, you should do that. And it's, it's not solutions adapted to Tama. So I'm, sometimes I don't feel supported the way I should be. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say, but yeah, it's... Um, yes, I guess sometimes people think they mean well, but they don't, they don't actually see what you see yes. on a daily basis. And you see his anxiety attacks. You also been to therapy with him. So I think it's another level of understanding of what he's going through. Yes. And that must be very hard for you yes. as well. Yes, it, it is hard because I have to be strong to support Toma, but I have to be strong to keep myself up also. And that's one thing I found that having lived this second big episode in Canada, so where I only have my mom and stepdad, it was a lot harder this time around. Yes, for sure. Although it was the second time, it was harder in a way. Yes, I was more used to it, but... Yes, also you knew what was about to come, so that must not be yes. easy yes. either. Yes, we've had a good support from Thomas's dad. Within the last two and a half years, he has come out to visit us five times. So he comes out here and he stays with us, which are awesome moments for Tom and his dad to connect and to rebuild each other and rebuild their relationship after everything that's happened. But I noticed that Thomas's dad, since he's not living this every day, he doesn't understand it sometimes. And he tries pushing Tama in directions that, that Tama is not ready for. So I try to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't push too hard on this or try this way. And then he understands. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I could have never imagined that Thomas' life in one night could go from awesome teenager life to, to these issues. I can imagine. And is he keeping contact? Because you mentioned he has stepbrothers as well. And obviously his dad. Is he able to just keep contact and call them regularly? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, his stepbrothers actually came out last summer with the dad for three weeks. So they all stayed with us and it was, it was a lot of fun. And for me, it was interesting to see Toma and his stepbrothers interact on a daily basis because I had never seen that before. And Toma speaks to them multiple times a week. They play video games together. And Toma was not a very video game person before all these episodes. But now it has become part of his social life since he had not had time to make friends in Canada either. So we were blessed to, to have video games so that he could chat. He could be online with his friends in France and with his brothers and with his dad. Oh, that's nice. And do you know what's next? Are you still going to therapy, the both of you, or just Thomas? What, how do you see the next few months? So right now, um, Thomas thinks he's about 80% out of the issues. So that's, that's, that's very... Amazing. Yes. Yeah. yes. For me, I see the daily little progress, so it's awesome. He's able to go out by himself. Uh, he doesn't go very far by himself. He goes maybe two, three kilometers. 
but that's already huge for us. Whereas before he couldn't leave the apartment. Oh no, yeah, huge progress, that's great. Every day he extends his boundaries. Right now he's continuing his integrative body psychotherapy once a month. It used to be once a week, then we went to every two weeks, every three weeks, now we're doing once a month. And he himself, and myself, is working on extending his boundaries. So I'm here to help. Oh, nice, yeah. So he is really yes. eager to go through this. Yes, he wants to start making friends here. He wants to be able to, to live like he was living before. And I'm sure he will. Yes, I can't wait. And you know what? I think this is very brave that he is ready to face his trauma and talk to somebody. And I think yes. this is something that we should all do in some extent. And yes, no, mm -hmm. very, very brave of him. And... I think it takes a lot of courage to yes. do that. That's one thing that I would always suggest is each time I have proposed a solution to Tuma, I haven't told him he has to do it. You have to do counseling. You have to do integrated body uh, psychobody therapy. I have always suggested do you want to try talking to a psychologist? It would be like this. It could bring you this. This is how a session works. And he, I have always given him the choice of how he wants to be treated. So he could also go at his own pace. Exactly. Yes, yes. And, ch and, choose, the, and choose the type of help that he felt best adapted for him. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's very promising and I hope we will be able to celebrate soon. Yes, I hope so. And one of Tama's one of Tama's goal, each time he has an integrative body psychotherapy session, at the end of the session, the doctor asks him, What's your goal? And for the last couple months, his goal is to be able to go to France on holidays and see the family. Oh. So he's aiming to big goals. Wow, yeah, so that means actually traveling, take the plane and see everybody. Um, so that's, that's huge and that's so great that he's also setting very high goals. Yes. Well, I have learned a lot about life during all of this, about courage, about how this courageous little young man is fighting day to day to regain his life. I have also learned how negative people can impact someone's life to a degree that's unimaginable. This has been a, a life experience. It's been very hard, but it's a life experience where Toma and I have learned a lot. Yes, and also I imagine that your bond is even stronger than it was yes. before. Um, I can't even imagine just joint therapy how much you need to communicate yes. and be vulnerable um, so that really must be something I wasn't in all the therapy sessions because some of them were just for him I was uh, maybe in one tenth of them but also the bond that we've created because for the past basically two years no for the past one and a half years we have been together 24 hours a day I can imagine and so did you go to therapy yourself or was it only joint sessions with Thoma? I took a few sessions just me with uh, the naturopath who does integrative body psychotherapy just to, to... So be able to yeah because i imagine that obviously you need to protect him yes 
But you also need to protect yourself so that you are able to help him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, put your own safety mask first before you're able to help that is, others. Like, that is exactly. Plan. If I'm not good, I can't help properly. So, yeah. And so the last question is if you could give us any piece of advice that you would like to share. The piece of advice that I'd like to share is from this whole experience is really communicate with your children. Don't be too hard on yourself like I have been on myself when I found out that for 13 years I had not seen something because our kids can hide things from us to protect us and to protect themselves. And once you see that something is wrong or that something is not normal, get help right away. Do not say, oh, it's going to pass or, or this is just a phase or something no it's get help right away get all the help you can all the suggestions you can and my last bit of advice was for all these people who mean well and who want to help us but are actually not helping us try not to let it affect you too much mm, fair enough amazing <laughs> well thank you so much for sharing your story today It was such a pleasure and I learned so many things that I didn't know. So it was very good to talk about it and all the best to the two of you. Thank you. And I hope to see you soon. Okay. Thank you, Julie. It was a pleasure and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcast and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.